When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. And we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. Oh, brilliant. 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 Here comes Quigley. Okay, it's episode 37 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast, brought to you by the White Hag Brewing Company, and brought to you also by Barry Creek solicitors, Seigel and Dublin. Um, so, uh, a bit of a different pod today, insofar as we are all together for the first time in months, and we have Magoo, who's on photographic duties at the moment, he's taking some snaps there. Magoo, how are you? I'm good, Connor, yeah. Apart from... Feeling like Bill Murray and all right, it was. <laughs> oh, you're grand. Right. <laughs> uh, we have Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you getting on? Yeah, good, Connor. Thanks. And we have Sean Dunn. Sean, how are you? Can't complain, Connor. Good to be back amongst humans again. Yeah. Instead of looking at a computer screen. Yeah. So, yeah, usually we, uh, we obviously, as you, you probably know, we do this over Zoom, and we have been for the last number of months. And we're back on a... Um, you know, the regular kind of uh, in-person setup, and I think the sound might suffer a little bit because of that, but um, we'll plow on through today, and um, we might have a look at the, uh, we might have a look at the, the kitty and uh, the bad situation, we might uh, yeah. have a look at our technology as well. So, um, we are, uh, we are uh, off the back of another defeat, um, the roller coaster is certainly on the way down at the moment, uh, for, as far as, as far as Lego Rovers are concerned. Um, but uh, we hope we can turn things around on Sunday against Bowes. Um, just to say, uh, later on we'll have your shouts from the shed end. And um, and you can get your shouts from the shed end in, well you can get them in the old way via email. You can send them to podcast.borst.ie. Uh, or alternatively, you can send them in uh, via WhatsApp. So you can send in a, a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767. That's 085-815-9767. Number just got a bit of a ring to it. So uh, we had a number there a number of weeks ago. Scratch that. This is the number we're working off. It's 085-815-9767. Just record a short voice note. Tell us your name, where you are, and get your shouts in, and then we'll play them out on the podcast after the Bowls game. So, well, what can we say? Are we going to try and put a positive uh, slant on things today? Are we going to try and be upbeat about things? Or um, are we going to call it like it is? So we'll start with you, we'll go down the far end of the table. Uh, yeah, no, I think. Um, but first of all, were you, were, you, were you in the showgrounds for the game? No, I, I couldn't get to it. I was sick the night before, so right. it was kind of a blessing in disguise, really. <laughs> um, but I'd, and, you know, if you'd asked me yesterday, like I was bullying after the game, and I was bullying the next day, and I thought we were cat and lifeless and all that kind of stuff. I couldn't. But then I watched it back today, and I never usually watch games back, but I'm delighted I did because. Having watched it back, I thought we were really good in the first half, actually. Yeah. I thought we bossed the game, we created a couple of good chances. Like Johnny has, I don't know what happened there, like, so I just have to give Eaton Boyle a bit of credit for getting back at him. But um, I thought, you know, it was more, it was far better performance than the Cork game anyway. Like There was no excuse for the Cork performance. But I thought there was really stuff to work off 
for the weekend, they'll have you more positive going into bowls at the weekend, hopefully. Yeah. So, just on the, the, the chance that Johnny had, uh, it was he he just didn't hit the ball. He didn't get a lot of fucking impact on the ball, was it? I'm trying to remember it again. It was like, I don't think he knew, obviously he didn't know Leighton Boyle was coming, like, it was like he was waiting literally for it to roll over. Slightly like, behind him. Yeah. Towards the S- he's slightly behind his right peg, I think he's kind of scooping back at yeah. it and can't generate any power behind it. I think that's what gets, it just, it yeah. slows down enough for Ethan Boyle to get back on the line. Yeah, like he had to be a beaten wild card, like he didn't give it up really, he, no. he, he done well to get back, but, you know, I think, and Johnny was playing well before that I thought, I told himself that Romeo and Jordan were starting to link up. Well, there were some nice moves coming together, and that kind of seemed to affect him a wee bit. Then he kind of went out of the game after that. Yeah, uh, Jerry, getting close to that mic there, and tell us, did you ever, did you ever experience a night in the showgrounds weather-wise like that before? You were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Where, um, where were you? Where did you watch the game? It's at the the corner of the Jinxes Avenue stand, down towards the the railway end. And uh, even though I was in the stand, I was absolutely saturated. Yeah. I was like, I was wearing one of the the Rovers padded jackets, and uh, it just went right through it. And yeah. It was just it's like a drowned raft. Yeah. Uh, you would not have thought, and even even at half time, um, like it was dark. It was dark. It was wet. It was windy. It was just a nightmare. But it was all the things that Finn Harris would have wanted. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean the. the the, the conditions were perfect for Harp's game plan. Oh, Fanny Horgan could pick a night to play football. Yeah, yeah. He, he was rubbing the hands together when he saw that weather coming in. Do you know what, though? The first half, we played the better football. The conditions didn't affect us that much. You know, we, you know, the pitch was good. It was slick. We were passing the ball about. We were creating chances. So we couldn't really use the, the weather as a disadvantage if I, at the second half maybe yeah well in the first I think half there's other factors in there as well in the first half so i i watched the game from um, i was in the jinx avenue stand as well and um we we sat my father got in late and we sat down on the front row and we within 10 minutes we had to get out there we were getting absolutely drenched and we moved back a couple of rows but the weather the wind in the first half was definitely in favor for us yeah and i had said to my father at the Come towards the end of the game. Come towards the end of the first half. I said, if we don't score in this first half, we're not going to win this game. And I'm, I don't want to be. I don't want to sound like I'm wise after the fact, you know. But you just had the feeling. I think like, though. Like, like, why, why? So, so what? The game. Like our, our, what was our game plan? Our game plan is the game plan that we always have. But just, could, just to stay on the weather for a second. I think yeah. though, because there was only eight hundred at the game, so obviously the majority of people that follow was weren't there, but. I don't think the TV pictures ever does the weather as much justice as what it was like. Yeah. Like it was gale force wind. It was driving rain. Like even on yeah. when I watched it back today on the on the, the way, yeah, you could just see the sheets of rain. But it was like it was like that for for the ninety minutes. It was just I, unreal. I think there's a there's a corner for us in the first half, and I think it gets cleared by Webster. I think he he just boots it up in the air and the ball just. Back and and back the back Gilly back. comes out to claim it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just unbelievable yeah. the way it yeah. comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and look that's, not making, that, that's, that's not making excuses. Um, but I think, and I've not been disrespectful to Harps or anything like that, but I think Ollie Horgan, if he had the choice of weather, he would pick a night like that over a sunny, dry night or, yeah. you know, where the pitch has been nicely watered or anything like that. Like, it was funny enough I put a picture into the group that we're in you know the one about Spongebob <laughs> uh, where 
uh, Finn Harps on a nice sunny day, the SpongeBob turns up all happy. On a wet night, he comes out like a complete animal. <laughs> and Finn Harps are, I don't know, they just go up a level or two when it's a night like that. They're, they're relishes. Yeah, but they also would have got into the game knowing that we were we were probably there for the taking as well, based yeah. on, on previous performances or previous results. We were vulnerable. But if you look at the two contrasting styles, you know. Again, I know I'm going to, I'm going to jump onto the, the Harks goal, but I don't know, I can't remember how far into the second half the, the Harks goal came, came around. Was it One minute. Well, yeah. So, like, my father turned to me and says, why can't we do that? Why can't we ping a ball, just puck a ball into the box and see what happens? And, like, we, did, we, yeah, we, we got a couple of crosses in throughout the game, but we were always trying to play football, always trying to play football. Like, one of the big criticisms that I would have with the team is that we don't play the percentages from time to time and yeah. help the ball into the box and see what happens like you know everything has to go and like you've seen it as well there the other night uh, Mahan you know dropping into the edge of the six yard box for the short kick out or for the short for, for um, the keeper to pass it out and to start the play from the six yard box and that's fine but we're constantly trying to play it out from the back and play that lovely style of football which is great and admirable and all that but like in a night like that yeah. fire the ball into the box have two or three lads in there, or four lads in there, and get yeah. your big lads in there and play the percentages and make it bloody awkward. And I think that's interesting when you say that, right? A lot of people were giving Finn Harps credit for changing their, their game uh, at the start of the season where they were playing nice football and they were trying to play, not maybe play out from the back, but they were playing a lot more football. Like on Saturday night, there was no football. No. They went back to basics, yeah. uh, they went back to the percentage game. And I've no problem with that. They played the conditions. They played a style against us that wasn't going to suit us. Look, at the end of the day, when you're in a rut like that, you have to do what you have to do to get the three points. Let's look at performances after that. But let's get back, win the game, and then try and build up performances again. And I think that's what Ollie Horgan done. I think, though, as Sean was saying, though, like, I don't, I, in the first half, the conditions didn't affect our... Like, I've heard loads of people say... We have no plan B and plan A isn't working everybody. But it it did for ninety percent of it work. It was just putting the chance away. Yeah. It was like if we had to win one nil at half time, we would have been well worth going in one nil at half time at least and yeah. everybody would have been happy and geez, we're playing well in the conditions and all that. Could we play some nice stuff for the conditions that there was? It's we're not getting the rub of the green at the minute really, are we? The run of the ball isn't going for us and that and like a hundred percent um Jerry says back to basics. We we need to go back to basics in our work rate and like as well as we played the other night in the first half, there's a lot more there in us that need like we're we still need to be a bit sharper and a bit well, more I, I aggressive bit, and yeah. I wasn't saying about us going back to basics, I was saying that that's what Harp's done. Yeah, but well, we could we could take that leaf out of there, but but yeah. in our own way, like we don't play the same type of football, but back to our own level from the start of the well, season. Well, they're saying what Connor is saying, kind of mix it up and play yeah. percentages every now and again. There was a couple of bits I noticed in the game, even in the first and especially in the second half, was you can see there's nearly a confidence issue at the moment with them because there was balls being played from, say, Mahan into Moran, but where Moran isn't taking it on the turn, yeah. he's staying flat and laying it back to Mahan to play it to Bulger again, yeah. whereas it should be just going Mahan, Moran, Bulger. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going back to come back again, we're killing ourselves, and that's just a, that's allowing teams like Finn Harps to stay compact, stay stay pressing us high, yeah. and we can't do anything. We can't find the gaps because we're not moving it quick anymore. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you look back at earlier in the season, 
it was bang bang and it was gone maybe into Buckley and it gone in over the top yeah, for yeah. in behind one of their fullbacks. And we're not finding that no more. Oh, we don't look like a real it's it's it looks like a real effort at the minute. Yeah. Whereas in the start of the season it looked like we were enjoying it more. Yeah. It, Where it, boys it, were confident that we yeah. to do that little ex not an extra touch but a wee bit more creative on the ball. Yeah. Take a risk. They, you know, they were willing to take a risk on the ball because they knew it would have come off. And now they're, it's almost like there's a bit of fear in them that if it doesn't come off, we're going to concede. And like, there was so many times that we played the ball around the back four and went back to McGinty, and all he could do was laugh it up high. Yeah. And it's just, that's your playing into their hands again. Oh, yeah, they love that. So, you know, I, like, I suppose when you go back, and we said this before, but um, was it when Jordan was on the podcast, he said that once he into the final third, you've got license to try and take men on and stuff like that. And I suppose uh, maybe there, maybe that's happening a little left, less often because of confidence over the last number of games. But have have the is it fair to say the opposition now at this stage are are wiser to us that it's you know when when the ball does go wide. I mean you saw it with you saw it uh, Figueroa there. Any time the ball went out to him, he he really struggled to well, first of all get by his marker, get by the, his man, but. The ball was funneled back into I don't know who was behind him. You know, went back to the fullback, or he, or he would even double up. He'd have two players out there, and still, would still struggle to to get either across in or to show any real kind of danger or great creativity. So, like, I don't want to say you know have we been found out, but is that is that where we are? I I don't know. I think that um, I think we had several opportunities, and we did take opportunities to cross the ball into the box. It's just that the quality of the ball wasn't. Ball wasn't great that went in. There was an awful lot of flat balls. It was kind of one or two floaters. Um, I think we're really missing. Uh, it's going to sound might sound a bit silly, but I think we're really missing McCourt to give us balance. Yeah. Um, I think we're playing with two left side, two right-footed players on the left-hand side, and then I thought Walter on the right. You know, he was trying to do the right thing, but he just wasn't getting the ball into the box and that. So it wasn't a case of that teams were finding this out. It's just that there's a bit of a lack of balance in the team at the moment Absolutely. and that's not helping us yeah. trying to get balls, quick balls but, into uh, the I box. Think with the way the formation we play too with the four, two, three, one, your fullbacks are, are vital to yeah. to pad up the Well you're looking for that overlap Yeah, yeah. you need you need to yeah. support the yeah. the, the, the forwards. Like there's only three, there's only four up there who say at any at most at any time. So and we're looking for the full. You need the fullbacks, so we, and we're not getting it. To Especially honest. on that left left hand side, and even for the other night there, as you're saying, Jerry, and it's a good point is where you have two right footers on your left hand side. Yeah. You don't get an overlap because Banks can't overlap. No. He's looking to cut inside on his good right foot. Yeah. You know, whereas you have McCourt, and he he'll hug right. that line. Yeah. He'll go down in around the yeah. back, and that's that was actually working brilliantly with himself and Walter at the time. They were forming a really yeah. formidable Walter, partnership. I think there. Walter's a far better league player. Than, yeah. than Jordan so I, I don't, that's why I don't understand why you wouldn't just have Jordan over on the right because Jordan will go at the fullback whereas Walter more wants to come in and link it well, is that not where he's, he's made more for going inside like. is that not where we've seen uh, Jordan Gibson being at his most dangerous on the right yeah so far the season like you have you have to if you were if you look back at all the games like from the start of the season stuff where he's where he's been more like he burst on to the at the start of the season for us everybody in the whole league was talking about him that was yeah. on the right hand side yeah so, I think he look he has done well in the ten as well at times, but I think what has to be taken into consideration with Jordan as well, he's actually still a very young player. Mm. 
you know, he's not much older than the lads we're calling young lads in the time, like Mahan Moore and that. Yeah. I think he's, what is he, a year older than them. He's still a young lad and he's been thrown in as the star player for us now and put into a lot of, into the spotlight a lot. So a dip in form maybe was coming, even though I, I thought he had good moments the other night, but I think he's been moved around quite a bit now as well. He has gone from the right, now he's played on the left. There's two games now on the left, isn't it? Yeah, he played against Cork on the yeah, left. Yeah, he started on the left as well against Cork. So he's been moved around quite a bit and it might be a wee bit unfair that a lot of pressure has been heaped on him for no reason. Yeah. You know? So, look, it's hard to know. Yes, I do prefer him on the right myself from what we've seen so far this season. But yeah. Because when he's in the team, we just can't get the ball to him enough. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, he is used to, he was, there was moments in the number 10 where he was very good and because he's a great footballer. And if you get the ball in the right areas for him, it will do damage. But we just can't get it to him enough out there. And I think in, in, the, in the last few games as well, considering the run of form we've been on, I think it has coincided as well with, with Moran and Bulger dropping back slightly. And I think the gap in between is just too big. Yeah. And I don't think we can link it properly for Jordan in the 10. I think mm. when we were when we were getting the better results, they were higher up the pitch. We were really condensing things into... Well, I think, I, I, I think confidence again, though. Yeah, yeah, it's just afraid to... I, I think Bulger, like, you see Bulger now, he's looking to pick up the ball off, um, you know, off the back four, and he's down in her own half, and, you know, Moorhead might be 20 yards ahead of him, but, like, at the start of the season, Bulger would have picked that ball up, and maybe he gives it to Moran, but he, and then he's still going, like, but he's yeah. not going anymore. No. He's not getting into those advanced positions to feed balls into whoever it might be. But I don't know if he's trying to do too much at the moment. Well, you can see, like, you know, we were talking about it during the game on the WhatsApp group. Like, you can see that he he's, you know, he's involved in the game from a, mentally. He's 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 trying to do too much probably. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, you could see like there was. He's there, getting frustrated, like you know. Say when Johnny Kenny when Johnny Kenny had a shot in the first half, um, I think it was the first half, and he just turned quickly on and he hit it, and Bulger saying to him, "Look, calm down, yeah, yeah, calm yeah, down." Yeah, like yeah. he's trying to coach. He's trying to manage. Trying to coach. Trying to do so mentally, probably, yeah, he is trying to do too much. Yeah. But also, like, he's taking free kicks when, say, two yards outside the 18 yard box when Buckley as well had to take them and like, just push up the pitch, even just five yards. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, mentally, he's trying to do too much and maybe. I'll even take a breather from himself. Even yeah. when he's not taking the free yeah, kick. Yeah, exactly. Just take a, a mental breather over yeah. there and just relax for a second because, like, the thing about Craig is that he needs to understand this. Like, I know he's our leader on the pitch and everything, but he's actually a great upper. And yeah. we need that out of him as well. Like, we need him to be on his top his game. game at the minute. Yeah. yeah. I think he has taken an awful lot of responsibility on towards the whole team. He may feel like a, a bit of a mentor and a bit of a father figure out in the pitch towards a lot of the younger lads as well. And he's probably just taken a wee bit too much yeah. on himself. So, you know, give himself a wee bit of slack as well. Yeah, it's like after your own game too. Like. Yeah. yeah, so like, I mean, do we need to, do we need to chill out as well because, because yeah. of that, Sean? Because the team is so young. Well, like in relation to in relation to recent results, just we had yeah, we were just yeah. this, it's, we can't really you can't really until the end of the season I suppose you can't really call no. you can't say whether <laughs> we should have well as Connor or, or Raven said there in the shouts when you'll hear them I don't know which one of them was he said in isolation you could take any of those well maybe apart from the Cork one I can't excuse the Cork no, one no, no. can't yeah, yeah. I'd expect our under 19s to give a Cork a game yeah. so yeah. but you could take any of the results in isolation but the fact they're all crammed together is what's yeah. Really getting people, and you're watching everybody else around Europe having a great time, <laughs> and we're we're out of the cup, and we're back in the stadium, and we're not seeing the football that we've watched on telly yeah, yeah. for the first couple of months of the season, mm. and it's just 
Everybody went half each other. It's just snowball effect. Yeah. All that. Yeah, but it, and it is. I think it does have to be taken into account how young the team is. Definitely, because it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of expectation on younger lads coming in. Like, bear in mind, this is Mark Byrne and Johnny Kenny have played massive parts in the season so far. It's their first seasons in pro football. Senior football, yeah. You know, Senior football. Niall Moran starting in centre midfield. It's the second season. Yeah. So it is. You know, John Mann, like John Mann's an exception. He's he came, in, so, he came in at 17 and he looked like yeah. a 25 year old up in the page. Well, and they didn't go, it's only what, two, two or three years into it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even at that, then when Ed gets injured, it's McNicholas coming in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what ha- do we know what happened to uh, John Mann? Why did he go off in 70 minutes? He had a knee injury. They knocked on the knee. Yeah. The, the injured yeah, knee. Yeah. So that's a bit of a worry as well. Yeah. yeah. But we've, like, you know, we have a young team and. We've had a, a block of bad results, but geez, we've had an awful run of bad luck too. Yeah. Um, like everything that could go wrong did go wrong, from COVID to um, just players getting injured at certain times, you know, freak injuries like two McCourt and things like that. Just even conceding goals at bad times, like against Finn Harps, like you know, the first minute of the second half, yeah, yeah. it's just not just for six. It's not the same as European games, Jerry, right yeah. before half time, right after half time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know you yeah. can, you're supposed to defend against them, but and I know you make your own luck, but Jesus, we're not getting the rub of the green at all. But we're just going back on the point about like the, the the age of the team. If we have, which we do have, all these young players, and we have, there has been some new recruitment, uh, experienced players coming into the squad. Should why why aren't we seeing these more experienced players playing more time and giving some of the younger lads, maybe like nine more or whatever it might be, uh, just to take them out of the action for a week or two. And like, why why is McDonald coming on with whatever it was ten minutes to go again the other night? And like in fairness to him, again he did, he came on, he took he put the game like, the game in between the in the, in between his teeth and he, he went out of touch, you know. But even he takes the responsibility on that free kick towards the end. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he he let he makes Craig step yeah. aside for that. And, that's... Yeah, I, but, and you could, actually it was interesting. I thought that was really interesting because like I I knew. When Bulger and um, and Adam were standing over that ball, I knew uh, I knew Adam was taking it. I think there was no like th- th- there was a bit of a weight of experience. Like, I think if it was I don't know like one of the younger lads and Greg, to be better looking around, kind yeah. of take it. But 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 O'Donnell's saying I'm this is my ball. I'm going to hit it. Like but the fact that Greg let him as yeah. well with nothing shows that he obviously has something. He trusted him. him. He yeah. trusted his quality. Yeah. yeah. But I think even if you go back as far as the European game, the second leg at home, he comes on and he has a bit about him. Yeah. Even just for that short time that he's on, you can see yeah. he imposes himself on the game. Yeah. And I think he's done that, and he's done it again against Harps, where he actually made things happen. Yeah. You know, our, our actual our level raised when he came on. Yeah. He looked the player, I think we have to he's get o- him into the He's side. also left-footed in the middle of the park, which opens up the other side of the pitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Which is something that, like as we said at the start of the conversation, which is something that we want to see more of, I suppose. Like. Because we can see, if, when, like, when I'm sitting in the Jenks' Avenue stand there, I'm like, there's half the pitch that's been ignored from time to time. Just they're not opening the bodies up and seeing what's going on. Like you know, if if someone's taking the ball in the half turn and you know their right shoulder's facing up the pitch, the chances are the ball is going into the side of the pitch that they're looking at. They're not going to turn the shoulder yeah. and see what's on the goal and Walters in the hippie space or whoever it might be in the opposite side of the pitch. Like you know, so, I think you I think you will see changes on Sunday. Well, um, we won't. Let's not. Let's hold off on Sunday. Let's hold our pounder until until <laughs> uh, until. We, what else do we want to say? Well. Um, so yeah, in the second half, like we and we were putting pressure on as well in the second half, I suppose. I mean, you can't. Um... I think you see the problem is though with the run we're in, it's it's almost like an inevitability 
that we're missing, we miss chances and the other team's going to score. And, and you can see everybody's heads then gone. Yeah. For, like, Joey on co commentary, like, he, he said a lot of mad stuff the other night. But he was 100% right about us losing our heads for 10 or 15 yeah. minutes after they scored. Yeah. Because we did. Everybody lost their heads. Now, the referee didn't help the situation because yeah. he was absolutely he was bad in the second half. Jesus Christ. He, was he wasn't even meant to be refing the game. Whoever he was. Oh, nice. He was given free kicks that were never free kicks. Like he was, I don't know. Johnny Kenny had fellas flattened. Six foot men that were 20 stone. Yeah. He was flattened. Like, shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, but Kenny, they, 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 when Kenny gets booked, it was it was shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> how how Kenny didn't go flying, but your man hit the deck and yeah. sucked his buds. Yellow, not, he got a yellow card for it. Yeah, he got a yellow card for it, yeah. And then like he was taken off after not long after that. That's right, yeah. We're looking for a goal, we're taking a centre forward off. Now yeah. some people were saying that it's madness and it probably is, you're taking off a, a lad bring on a midfielder, but like who to know anytime Kenny would near anybody, the ref was giving a free kick against him. Yeah. Yeah. And like he was fucking cat. It was just an awful the referee in display in the second half. Like, he didn't make any big, massive decisions, the referee, right? But he made consistently small, bad decisions. Bad decisions, yeah. That, and, like, well, I would well ask, Harp, Harp said them wrapped around the finger. Yeah, wrapped around the finger. Yeah, yeah. He, he was very, he seemed to be very naive. Yeah. Um, but look, and I've said this before, that, you know, like, we talk about the big decisions in games, but it's the small decisions that actually uh, dictate how the game plays out. And if you're constantly getting these little small decisions given against you, and there actually was one or two free kicks were in the first half that we, we actually got and we didn't want. Yeah. I think Gibson yeah, was yeah. away at one, one occasion. That's right. And the referee pulled them back. And you're like, man, have you never played the game before? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there, yeah we, there, there was. That was a free. So we got a, we were awarded a free on the edge of our box. Yeah. And Gibson, the, I think Bulger played a ball to Gibson. We we're about to break. He, he pulls Gibson back and he, we're forced to take a free kick on the edge of our box. Yeah. Hard filter back, they're all set up. Two times in the second half, he stopped Greg taking quick free kicks. Yeah. Well, well, at one stage, he put his foot out to block and he should have booked himself for it. He put his foot out to block when Greg tried to take it. Like, he did. It was fucking ridiculous. What was stuff. Before we started recording, Jerry, you made the point as well about us maybe being a wee bit too honest. Yeah. And, you know, when you watch the game back, I was watching it back today as well, and it's that Walter one in the first half. Now, it's early on, for it's for Johnny's chance that's cleared off the line. Where Walter goes down, and as we were saying, the lineup says nothing. But Walter nearly makes the decision for the ref by just jumping up. He yeah. sees the opportunity, obviously, and thinks there's a goal scoring opportunity. But if he stays down, more likely than not, the referee's going to, because it's a clumsy tackle within at the six yard area, like, but he's more often than not, he's going to give the penalty. Yeah, and that happens everywhere in football. But because players are honest, they're actually punched. Yeah. yeah. So that, and, and, Every pundit in the world is, oh, players shouldn't dive, or, you know, it's a disgrace, players diving. But unless you dive, and you're dishonest, that, that pays. But yeah. when you're honest and get back up, it shouldn't matter if you get back up or not. No, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. You know, just because you're honest and you get back yeah. up, it almost feels like you're being punished, which is ridiculous. It has to be injured. Yeah, like... There you go. To, to but again, you have to wonder about certain referees and... You know, they're have they ever kicked a the ball in their lives? Like, they, no, they, they, they don't understand it. Like, that, well, Jimmy McGrath was supposed to referee that game. And yeah. I know in the commentary they were saying it was Jimmy McGrath. Yeah, but that it wasn't Jimmy McGrath. No, it wasn't Jimmy McGrath. <laughs> no, but he was listed as... And I was... Before the yeah, I seen he was down was. for it. And I thought, well, do you know what? He's a decent ref. There'll be yeah. no... He's actually been good enough yeah. for us this season as well. Yeah. He's a fair ref. No, but we, we called it out before where... Uh, 
we'll always call it out if the referee has had a good game or whatever or a bad game or whatever. Like, as I said to you, this referee didn't make any massive bad decisions. It was just consistently well, small decisions that he got wrong. Even the Harps sent it off. Was like two nothing tokens. Like, well, the second one on Budge was a bit of a maybe. Which Coil? Yeah. But to be honest, which Coil? The first one was a nothing token. But I can't. Coil had four fouls before he got a yellow card. Maybe it was a bit mm. of yeah. So like he he had thrown under the radar. Hmm? It probably wasn't even a build up. Do you know what I mean? It probably wasn't. No, he probably the referee said it was just a nice little yeah. like. But that's another thing as well. I think that needs that we need to address as a team. Is I feel lately when we concede, we nearly go on a tirade against the referee. Yeah. We're fighting every decision, but we're all we're frustrating ourselves. It's just frustration, really. Isn't it? Yeah, it is frustration from the lads coming up. But yeah. they need to just try and step back yeah. and just focus on the game. The half, like, you can lose the head that way. You can get you'll just get more frustrated as the game goes on with that. We have forty five minutes left, like with injury time. Yeah, to score a goal. It was plenty of time. We didn't need to go to lose the the run of ourselves for ten or fifteen minutes because that took away a good value about ten or fifteen minutes. There was. Do you know what we're having? You kind of got that sense from the thing that it was, here we go again. Here we go, yeah, it's just like inevitability. You can see all the heads like, yeah. like I thought, I thought it was, watching the back, that it could have easily been a free out. I think there was, obviously, there was accidental from the Hearts player. He clipped, when the two of himself and man were running back, he obviously clipped John's leg or whatever like that, and the two of them, fe- he kind of fell into each other. Mm. At, at total accidental, but easily for, given for a free out. But yeah. nobody complained. Johnny Kenny was the only one who complained. But well, yeah. it was like all of them were just like, here we go again. There's no point in even complaining anymore. This is just what happens. We were, we're, we're the better team in the first half. We miss chances. Other teams score. And that's it. There was no, like, the sense of even injustice in them is, is dying out now. It's just inevitability of what's going to happen every game. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to say on the... Yeah, just, um, just uh, I know, look... Joseph Doe and Doe is a legend and you, you know um, I, I just thought his comments about the about the crowd uh, not getting behind the team um, was a little bit harsh and um, as I said to you look I was in the Jinxes Avenue and honest to God there was about maybe 60 or 70, 70 young fellas there and they absolutely sung their heart out yeah, for the entire game uh, even with the disappointing result in that they actually sang the team off the pitch and for to say that we don't get behind the team, it's a bit. I wasn't singing myself, but I was shouting my head off as usual. And like, we were absolutely soaked. We were miserable. <laughs> it was our fifth defeat on the bounce. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Social so, so distance has to be taken into account there as well. Yeah. Sure. You know, <laughs> no, but you know when you're yeah. not in together yeah. as yeah. a unit and in a, in the stand. Like, like only eight hundred in, so yeah. And you're also beside your regulars. The, yeah, yeah. the probability is that there wouldn't have been all the four the lads ads yeah. there yeah. anyway, so yeah. there wouldn't have been a full. Strength. And also, just in relation to the support that the team got before the game, Jerry, you were telling me the other night that you saw a queue the whole way down Churchill of people queuing up to get to whatever it was, hundred or two hundred tickets that were available yeah. to the general public. So, An hour before they were going on sale. Yeah. Um, and like that too, right? It was like the record, or the star records 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was Hell, yeah. It was a Yeah. But it was <laughs> great to see. Because I was actually, I was going, I was um, with two lads from Ballinamore at the time when we were going by. And uh, they were like, what's what's going on there? And I saw there's a game on tomorrow night. Nice. Do you know, like, but they were like. <laughs> you couldn't believe it again. Yeah, when was the last time anybody seen a queue for anything? Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was unusual. But just staying on the game. And the atmosphere and things like that, right? When I watched it back today, all you could hear was singing right throughout the, yeah. the game. And look, you don't expect people 
their 70s or 60s or whatever, they'd be singing in the Tracy Avenue stand or whatever the case would be. And they do from time to time. But anyways, like, I watch nearly every single League of Ireland game on Watch LOI, right? And I tell you, there's not one game where you would have heard a better, a better atmosphere than that game the other night. Yeah. You wouldn't hear a whimper out of any crowd in any game so far this season. That was the best atmosphere out of the game. Yeah. But I can, I can say from watching the game live and anyone I've spoken yeah. to since, everyone's kind of made the same comments with regards to that yeah. to the crowd that they felt that comment was very unfair and that everyone could hear the crowd throughout. Yeah. And I could hear because I was even thinking to myself, how are you even standing up well, you know, and like, not stand singing? Like, it, it, I met Conor O'Grady going in and we were both walking into the Jinx Avenue and I hadn't been in there in 10 years. I sit over the posh seats, you know. Uh, but, um, as you want. As is my work. Uh, members area. Uh, but um, the atmosphere, the, the atmosphere over there was brilliant. Yeah. Because there was a group of the lads, were, the Forza boys that were down there. The atmosphere, football match atmosphere. It yeah. Was, it was brilliant. It was a proper atmosphere. Like, right? I, I started taking things out of Joey says now with a pinch of salt because we were playing dirty and he started comparing the Harkin book to Richie Ryan. Well, he done the same McCoy the other night. He done the same McCoy the other night to Richie Ryan. And if you put the two of them together, they wouldn't release Richie Ryan's boots. Yeah. Honestly, so yeah. it's just like you just have to just kind of ignore. I'd say just off the cuff remarks are going to write it off. Well, Richie came on for uh, El Paso there during the week, and um, I think they were. I can't remember if they were going down or not, but he came on like with twenty minutes to go on the one three something, so he was still. Look, maybe with regards to those comments, I think Joey's you know, he's trying to be impartial or not impartial. You know, he's, he's trying, trying to, to butter up the opposition yeah, yeah. a little bit as well. Yeah. Okay, listen, as I said at the start of the programme, um, you can get your Shanks and Shedhead into our new uh, Shanks and Shedhead number, which I'm just trying to get up in front of me here. But it sounded like uh, an idiot. Uh, here it is. 085-815-9767. Record a short voice note and give us your thoughts on the... Uh, the goings on at the game against Bohemians on Sunday, and we'll play them out in next week's podcast. So we uh, we go from uh, Dubai uh, to Argentina, and we've got two May brothers. Um, they're sandwiching Dylan Henry, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Connor. It's May not who, that kind of podcast. <laughs> it's Connor May who kicks things off. We're branching uh, out. Yeah, it's Connor May who kicks things off uh, from Dubai, and uh, we are from Dylan Henry in the middle, and Eamon May from Argentina finishes things off. How are you lads? Conor May here. Uh, disappointed in a few weeks. You could take either the European disappointment, the shocking cup performance, or the terrible league games, but having them all together has been really tough. Watching those other teams progress in Europe is a real kick in the teeth, as it might mean we fall even further behind. Having said that, if you told me we'd be third at this point in the league, it's bitten your hand off. But I just preferred last year when we were dreadful at the start and became good, rather than what's happened this year. Just uh, a word on Joey as well. Love the man and his commentary is great. It's so entertaining. It's great to have someone on who loves football and the LOI that much. But it was really odd how he had a couple of goals there to fans during the game. I don't really know how he could expect the fans to get behind what they've been watching over the last couple of weeks. Anyways, onwards and upwards, up the Rovers. Dylan Henry, uh, I think Saturday night is just a game to forget, really. Uh, they were good in the first half. I thought we were going to score. Um, we were creating a lot of chances. Um, then Herbs changed our formation in the second half and kind of put an end to it. We couldn't really work our way into the box at all. I don't think we even had a shot, maybe until about the 85th minute in the second half. And then McGinley pulled off a wonder save, so it's definitely a game to forget. Let's move on to next week. A uh, big opportunity this weekend with Bulls still in Europe and having to travel back from Greece. We have to beat them on Saturday or Sunday, whenever the game is. Hopefully get back on track.
How's it going lads? Eamon May here down in Buenos Aires in Argentina reflecting on another bitterly disappointing night as a Rovers fan. It's just so predictable at this stage. Same thing every single week. We go out, we play well in the first half, create a few chances and if it doesn't go in we just sort of sit back and accept it. I don't know what's happening at half time but we seem to come out a different team in the second half and you could see Harps picked up on that. You could see the minute they kicked off in the second half they went for it. They threw about four or five players forward they took their goal and they sat back. It was a mastermind from uh, Ollie Horgan. Once again, he's absolutely done us there. And yeah, it's just hard to see how we can turn it around. But look, there's positives there. We're still third in the league. You know, qualifying for Europe is all we ever wanted. If we get that, it's one of the best seasons we ever had, despite all the disappointments. So hopefully, it's a huge game against Bowes coming up next. That's a six-pointer. If we win that one, we, we can take third, we can take Europe, and we need to do that, I think, for everybody. Okay, that's uh, your shout from the shed end, um, and uh, yeah, we're coming to you uh, from one room as opposed to uh, in various locations via Skype, so uh, it's good to be back together again, and we are going to look ahead to, is it Sunday? Yeah. We're playing uh, at three o'clock. Super Sunday. Super Sunday, yeah. Um, just, you know, I seen there was, I seen on Twitter, I think it might have been uh, Gareth Kelly who was saying that, um, who, not not a major uh, Sligo Rovers fan, but he was saying that, um, he was saying that there was, uh, you know, that Sligo Rovers fans were, were giving out about, uh, you know, the Rovers again on their losing streak, but he was making the point that they have a small squad and, um, you know, there's ebbs and flows in the season. So, but do we have, do we have a right to criticise uh, team and the management as fans. I think there's criticism is warranted. Yeah, in in small portions, I suppose you can't go. You know, I've heard some mad shouts for Buckley to get sacked and players to be released and everything. But you know, you always get that kind of things. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I won't mention. We could only know more of yeah. the conversation. They're just. I heard in I heard one or two should be sent packing. But anyway. That's neither here nor there, you know. You always, get, yeah, you always get yeah. these mad shouts. But no, but in regards to tactics and stuff like that, yeah, because things do need to change a little bit, and that's clear as day. Yeah. You know, like I know he did try and change things up slightly by swapping Walter and Gibson, you know, but it's still at the end of the day, it's the same tactic, and it's it's still very easy to work out yeah. at this at this stage of where we're at. I do think we need to change it up, not just personnel wise. But but Bucky's got his ideas and he sticks to them, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But um, I don't think there's been a lot of criticism. To be fair, um, people have opinions, mm. um, and if people didn't have opinions on football, there would be no football. So I don't think it's criticism. I think it's just opinions, um, and you're always going to have one or two that are going to say mad stuff. Yeah, that's just uh, that's, that's normal. That's normal. That wouldn't be slightly um, wrong. I do Yeah. Look, I think we're a lot more. Uh, I think we're a lot milder than most clubs fans. Um, I think with Shamrock Rovers and us, five games on the bounce and burned Tallis Stadium. <laughs> bounce, you know, so I think we were saying already. Take a pinch of salt, really. Yeah, as we were saying already, it's the accumulation of the thing. Like, like if 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 the team and the management itself doesn't warrant criticism after the court game, then they'll never warrant criticism. Like, so it's the build up of everything really that's that has people. We just want to see our team winning. Like, yeah, yeah I make no mistake about it. Like Buckley and the lads as well. They're expecting criticism. They'll be criticising themselves. Yeah, yeah. They, like, Lane Buckley isn't sitting back and thinking, no, this is great. You know, he's worried about that with the situation at the moment because it's a reflection on him. You know, he doesn't, that's his, that's his job to go out and win games. 
he loses five on the trot, it doesn't look great for him. But he's looking at ways to fix it. Yeah. You know, and I think, look, tactically, I think we do need to make a change, definitely, because teams have figured this out to a degree. And if we don't have a plan B, if plan A is worked out, you're in trouble. So what's um, what's plan B or what's plan? I don't think we need to do anything radical, to be honest. No. Um, probably just a few tweaks, maybe a few. Uh, I think he'll throw Jerry to that microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to do anything major or majorly drastic. Just a few tweaks, maybe a few uh, changes in terms of uh, players and stuff like that. Give some guys a rest, give some guys a chance. Uh, guys that have been sitting on the bench the last few weeks, I'm sure, are hungry to. To get playing and prove their prove their worth, um, and that's what uh, that's what having a squad is all about. Like exactly. no matter how big, small, or indifferent it is, um, that's just the way it is. And I'm sure Liam probably will look to to change it up on uh, on Sunday, and we'll see where where that takes us. But I don't think there's going to be any drastic change in terms of formation or tactics or anything like that. Like we've seen against Hearts in the first half, you know we absolutely outplayed them, no bother at all. The goal went against us, and then psychology came into the game where we kind of thought, oh, well, here we go again. We started feeling sorry for ourselves, lost the heads for 15 minutes, came back into the game. We're desperately unlucky not to get an equaliser and totally deserved to get at least an equaliser. But look, this, these things happen in football. You're dealing with human beings. Yeah. They ha- you know, they're not robots. Of course, they're going to feel down. You know, it's an emotional game, but I, I have no doubt whatsoever that... You know, we'll get back. We'll turn the corner. And we'll we'll be up there and thereabouts. Yeah. And we would have taken, you know, like the one of the lads said there in the the sheds from the shed end. Like those five games have have come together. If they were in isolation, um, throughout the season, you wouldn't panic at all. Yeah. It just feels a, a bit crap at the moment. But it, we'll turn the corner. We're too good of a team. But we do need to create some and squad. Yeah, but we. I think the squad needs to be more resilient, doesn't it? Like we can't be. Relying on McCourt to come back in and uh, to have Horgan, you know, at fullback and Mahan and Buckley, you know, in order for well, us need, to be. We, to, we could do with Donlan staying fish, really. Yes. Yeah. We're very unbalanced over that side. Yeah. Like, and, you know, that's like the squad, you talk about the squad, but I suppose when you're looking at it, we say we have McCourt and then we have Donlan as backup, for sure. You know, we lose McCourt and then we lose Donlan as well at the yeah. same time. But so. even Jason Devaney, like, you know, he'd probably be third choice left back. And he's been injured for quite a lot of the season as well. So there's yeah, he's missed his chance as well yeah, to come in yeah. and make an impact. So there's another left side of left back that we're missing. Uh, it's just and I oh. think it is. It's factoring in on the right hand side as well when you think about, it, especially the fact that we've now swapped Walter over there as well. Whereas you're you're looking for banks would usually overlap on the right hand side. Colin Horgan isn't as inclined to get beyond the right wing. Yeah. And then if Walter's cutting in inside as well, you actually have no width out there. Yeah. Because it's coming very congested on yeah. the inside. But, 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 but you know what though? Uh, that's something we're going to need on Sunday against Bowes. Because Bowes play 4 3 3, yeah? Yeah. And uh, like we know how to beat them. It's obviously quick on the break and down the sides. Like if you remember the game at home, yeah. especially oh, yeah. down the sides is where we. Oh, destroyed them. Yeah. yeah. And that, like, not having that on Sunday is really going to, I think, yeah. it's going to be a big blow for us, yeah. It'll limit our, our options, definitely. We need. We need um... We need Banks breaking the lines, which he didn't do against Fitzgerald for whatever reason. He's more inclined these days to kind of cut inside or to, to cut in and allow. Well, I think that's when he's when he's playing left back. Yeah. It's a natural reaction for him to come yeah. in on side and on his right foot like. 
You know, I think he tried to cross one of them on his left peg there the other night. It just went yeah. wayward. Like, well, yeah. you'd expect that. And yeah. George was cutting in. That's what I say. Like, the, yeah. if we there's no way. Yeah, if we, there's no wits. Like, we, that's what we need to exploit. Yeah. yeah, we know how to beat Bowles. We we bet them twice already this season, convincingly. But that's where so, a lot of our results have come. We stretch teams. Yeah. And that's where we find space. Then that's where the openings come in. That's where we can play those nice little quick passes in around and set people free. That's just not happening no. at the moment. No. Maybe look. Maybe it is as simple as that. That it has come down to that we've lost our wit. Yeah, and we've lost a bit of absolutely. I know we've lost confidence too. Like, yeah. yeah. But that's but that's what I'm saying about the resilience. Like, I want us to get a result against Bodes and not have the the back four, you know, our solid back four. I want us to get results with, you know, to show that resilience that we don't have to have certain players playing in order for us to win a game. Yeah. You know? That we that we have the when depth get, and, the, and the strength. Yeah. To yeah, win ugly or yeah, that we have so like. When, when, if, if for argument's sake, man isn't playing against Bolts because his knee is, is shot or whatever, that we're not saying, oh, we're, we're screwed here now. Yeah, it's game over already. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that point as well. And I think that's actually where it might be important to bring in the likes of McDonald. Because where he's been involved throughout this bad, this bad patch, he hasn't played yeah. that much. He's had a couple of minutes here and there. So he'll have to bit between his teeth to get in, prove yeah. a point. He won't have that loss of confidence from being on the pitch when we're conceding and stuff like that. He's so, not mentally scared. Yeah. You know, where he comes in and he's leading by example as well on the pitch and he's driving and he's he's full on to prove his point but also drive the team with him as well. Yeah. You know, and even maybe the freaks because he'd be eager to get back oh, yeah, in and yeah, prove think, his I point think, as well. I think he has to play, yeah. We do have a few on the bench that will be eager to prove a point that it's just one or two changes but it could be vital for us. Yeah. Yeah, 100% I think that I think Ryan has to play. I don't, I think, I don't think Given McDonald or even Shamey Kyo a start, it, I don't think we've anything to lose at this There's another one, sorry, I forgot about Shamey Kyo. We've got five like, in a row, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? We lose yeah. another game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, people. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, well, maybe it's, it's too big of a call now against both, but I, I wouldn't be uh, adverse to giving um, Greg Bulger a break either. And maybe maybe that's a bit too drastic, but, like, and that's not, not because. He's not because he's not going to play center or anything, but just give him a break, like you know. Yeah. And and and, and it's something completely different. And, <laughs> and if you're it's, if you're Keith Buckley, you're saying, "What's going on here?" Like you know. I think that's yeah. why you have to play Bulger. Yeah. When, when you're midfield, like with Dawson Devoy and Keith Buckley, Buckley and that, you need energy. Bulger gets about four or five breaks a season, but. Yellow card. Yeah, because, yeah. So. It's coming up against yeah. you. <laughs> but I think he's <laughs> alright for breaks. <laughs> and, re- and realistically, look, we're not going to see a tactical change away to Bulls. No, Not a, there's no chance of that. Yeah. It's far too risky to go up to Daily Mount and then just all of a sudden go in with a new tactic. Well, we've been twice already with the same. Yeah, it's naive yeah. to do that, and it's naive to think it's going to happen. So I think you never know though. I mean, that's where you'd just be looking for slight personnel change, maybe just something a little bit different. People to offer something a little bit different. And McDonald is that? Yeah. But I just uh, just to go back to the point there, what you were saying earlier on about uh, resilience, Connor, and. Um, and like you know if we lose one or two certain players we think oh we're fucked but you can say that about any team like just look at Liverpool with Virgil van Dijk like him getting injured did change their season so there's always going to be every single team in the world has one or two players that they are more reliant on than others and John Mann is one of those players for us so I don't think it's a case of being us being fucked but you do have certain players that are really really important to the team no matter who they are and that's why you have John Great 
So, like, bowls playing on Thursday night in Greece, uh, and we all know about the fucking weather conditions over there. Um, so, will that play into our hands? I was looking at a photograph there on, I think it might have been, it was one of the Bulls fans that I follow on Twitter, and he put up a photograph of when the under-19s, Bulls under-19s, played uh, in Salonika there about two years ago, around the same time. And it was 23 degrees on the evening that they were played, and it was nil all, and they were like, oh God, I hope it's the same result and the same temperature, temperature. that night. Because like 23 degrees is nothing. Yeah. You know? So... Look, you'd imagine it's going to be in the 30s and we hope it's in the 30s and higher the better. Sure, half the country's on fire over there. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah they're, they're in the middle of the yeah. series. So really hopefully it will be hot and clammy and it'll zap them because uh, we need every bit of help we can get to, to turn the corner. And what? look, and Bulls have proven as well, once they've come back off European games, yeah. they've been awful. They've yeah. had some really, really bad results. Obviously, we're in a bad run ourselves. We've said it over a thousand times already tonight, but... It's it's our it's our chance now to catch them. Yeah, and capitalize on someone like, else's poor run of form. And yeah. like we've been talking, saying that you know we're not too we're not like, too hard to minute on them or whatever like that, and we turn the corner and everything. But we, we do need to turn it quickly because the longer goes on, the more chance like the Bulls or Dundalk whatever are going to be out of Europe, and the distractions are going to be gone. Yeah. Well, you're looking at a game ago at the weekend where if we win or draw. You can nearly cancel balls out of the European race. But that's we can't lose it. it it's we it's lose. it's one hundred percent in our own hands then. Yeah. Whereas if you lose, it turns into four points and the pressure is yeah. really on and their tails are up. It, yeah, if we lose and they're out of Europe and have no other distraction and they're they're full steam ahead. Yeah. Their focus is on us, third place, catching us. And we're panicking yeah. and yeah. we're not used to being in this position. Like even though we've we've lost five games, it actually in terms of league positions it hasn't hurt it's us as bad yeah. as what you would have thought. Um, because some of those games have been cup games, but um, like we lost at the weekend, Bowes lost, uh, Dundalk lost. So yeah. like the teams behind us haven't really capitalised. Yeah, Europe, Europe is helping us yeah. out. That them being still being in Europe is helping us in that regard. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if this, if we can turn the corner, yeah, we we get better. Maybe they'll get better too. But we stay, ahead. stay ahead of them. Yeah, and then like the mad thing about the whole situation is as well, if we do win at the weekend. We're straight back in the title race. Mm. Yeah, that's we're back. We're right back in that conversation again. Yeah, because and that's how close things are. Shams, Shams are there's a good chance Shams are going to make the, the group stages. Yeah, yeah. and they can't, the they can't keep calling off games. Yeah. So Shams going to have a backlog of games already, and then same thing that'll happen to Dundalk. What happened to Dundalk last season? Yeah. Remember they had that backlog yeah. of games and yeah. just went and from to bits. now to the end of the season, they could be playing twice a week, yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. The, the past results as well, um, it's against Dundalk. It sounds very impressive for one. But it was a completely freak result. Oh, yeah. You know, um, like Dundalk were far the better team in the first half. Yeah. Um, and like that, Pats kind of scored at the right time in the second half. I suppose Dundalk got a bit leggy and uh, one or two mistakes and, and Pats, the, the gift of Pats, one or two goals. Like, before one was no way the reflection of the game. It was a bit of a freak result. Um, so, look, it was great to see Dundalk beat, but... Pats aren't invincible either. No, it's funny, I, I fancy us the cash pads. Yeah. If we turn this corner, I fancy us the cash pads and finish above them. Yeah. I don't think they're all they're being made out to be at times, you know. I think they're they're a weak enough side as well. You know, they're they're very, they're very limited. Look, we all know that every in football momentum is everything like yeah. momentum is key and if you can start putting a bit of a run together, then Yeah, and, and just going back to the squad thing as well, like Pats have a very similar squad to ourselves. It's a blend of 
experience and a lot, a lot of youth. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, anybody who knows anything about League of Ireland football, no club has a huge squad. You're relying on a large slice of luck for lads to stay injury-free. The only teams that have um, large squads is Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk because they've got acres of money and they've got guys that have, like literally, that are billionaires bankrolling. But every other team, you know, you're relying on a, a blend of experience and a lot of youth and nobody has a big squad. So you are relying on a bit of luck. And, and Jerry, uh, we can turn the corner. Even at that, remember Shams when we played them in Tallinn when we beat them 1-0? They didn't have one senior player on the bench. Yeah. It was all youth. Yeah. They were crippled with injuries as well at the mm-hmm. time and it was all youth players that had on the bench. Like th- Their squad isn't an invincible either. And that goes back to the point you were making, Sean. If we can if we can get a result to turn the corner and they're, they're going to have two games a week, which not only from squad-wise, but mentally-wise, yeah. two games a week and all the travelling, it's about to start taking their toll on you. Because like, well, you know? Irish clubs aren't used to that. Right, English clubs are. They're playing Europe, and yeah. they operate through it that all the time. That's just second nature to them at this stage. We, as you said, Jerry, we don't have the squads to deal with that. Yeah. Nor I don't think that we have the mental capacity. We're not used to it at this stage. Yeah. To to deal with two games a week. Well, we're getting. You get like Shams were in the group stages before, but it's a completely different team. Yeah. yeah. This team has never experienced that. Even look, true, yeah. even look from a management point of view. Even look at Keith Long. Keith Long has struggled badly with two games a week. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's got his selections all wrong. Where he's trying, he is trying to do the right thing by yeah. resting players, yeah. but he can't college. find, he can't find that happy medium. Yeah. The league is, the league is very competitive, like though. Yeah. It's really competitive. Yeah, there's like no the walker for third or fourth from bottom. Yeah, I mean, like it's you can't, you can't just come home and we have a handy game this weekend. Like look at even Chance and Longford. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes in injury time. Like you, you can't just take come home and take a game lightly. Like. Yeah, like, look, most of the big leagues in in Europe and around the world, I suppose, you'd have twenty teams, 20, 22 teams in, right? Uh, when you've got a 10-team division, it's like taking the top 10 from any of those leagues and they're playing each other week in, week out. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, there's no week off where you're going to be playing a team that's you know, 18th or 19th in your division and you're in the top 10. You know, you yeah. know if there's no yeah. rest, yeah. It's, it's, it's week in, week out. But I suppose that, like in, in our league as well, now we've rejuvenated Waterford. Like, you know, they're like a... Ah, they're yeah. like a New team, a new team, like you yeah. know, they have a championship winning form at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're going to take points off people left, right, centre. Derry City lost the first five league yeah, games of the season, yeah. and they, they're, they're now fourth. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. coming up for a European battle now as well. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a very tough divi- division, and we're sitting in third in it. So there's a lot of positives to be taken out of it as well. It's, you can't, you can't, you can't. You know, it's not all. It's been. It has been a rough couple of weeks, right? And you know. Some, some of the performances have been very bad, like and so on. But like, not all. There have been good performances there with, with a bit of bad luck, and it's just like yeah. even you go down to the Waterford game. If you bring it back, like really, we should win that game four one. Yeah. yeah. The chances we have. Yeah. yeah. We, should, we stroll out of that game in, on another day, and that's that's what we go back to as well. Luck hasn't been on our side either. Yeah. Like even in that game, Shane Blaney somehow hits the inside of the post like yeah. with a cannon of a header. Yeah. Even even but even without. Going into specific games, the whole thing of luck, like Johnny comes along and scores three against Bowes and looks like he's really going to start to hit the ground and he goes off them with Covid. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's yeah. just, it always seems and to then, be, we have a hand behind, behind your back. And then he's got he's to get himself back into the team, like he's, he's, he's got to play himself into the team he feels like in... And that's hard as well for an 18 year old. Yeah. And yeah. we don't know what, we don't even know if he still has some kind of effects of it. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you can have that long COVID, whatever it is, yeah. you know. Hopefully not. Anything else on uh, on Bohemians? What are we? What I mean, so we we want to see some personnel changes, do we? 
I definitely like to see McDonald obviously um, I'm not 100% sure if that'll happen and to be honest with you I think as Sean was saying drastic changes probably won't come away to balls but I definitely think Ryan has to come into the team mm. I think the last few weeks and what did you think about his performance against Harks? I thought when he came on he looked very good again he was he was really incisive with his passing one two touch flicks around the corner stuff like that to open up defences exactly we little balls down the corner he had slipped Mark Byrne in I think once or twice or tried to Stuff like that is what we need. It's it's too, like passive and slow and rigid. over and back rigid. Yeah. yeah, we need someone like that to, yeah. to. He was picking up positions that, I suppose the the. But the freeze does that. He drops into yeah. he drops into the um, pockets. pockets of space, and he's always looking. He, he will always take the ball or something. He's not always available. No. He's not getting the ball at him. He is an animal. Once he just sticks out that arse, yeah. he'll pull yeah. off any fella anyway. You know. Yeah. Like and but then he's he's gifted on the ball. Did he see stuff? He sees yeah. things like and a little like even little flicks just round the corner and he got a nice little flicks on it. Yeah, where he kept things moving. Like, yeah, and you, know? um, you know as we were saying at the start of the conversation again, we're maybe our our, our build up is a bit too lethargic. Like you know, as people take too many touches of the ball. He was looking to and they weren't always coming off. Like but he was looking to keep things moving. Fast. But you know, Connor, all it takes is for one player. To come in and just up the tempo, yeah. And then you'll automatically see a rise in the rest of the players around him. Yeah. They'll they'll play to his tempo again. Someone like that comes in and Greg will bounce off him straight away. Yeah. On bench, Sean. Uh, do you know what? Actually, at this moment, I like, put him in the ten. I'd play him out left. Yeah. It was brilliant against Bowes actually at home yeah. out left. He was absolutely fantastic that day. So yeah, you could actually play him out there. Maybe, actually, there, put him out left. Put Jordan back into the ten and let Jordan play off him. And then you could start creating space. And if you start creating space for Jordan against both, he'll tear them apart. Yeah. And plus, if like with Ryan as well, we have the little balls he's putting in. If you're up front, you're Johnny making little runs, and you're going to get, and he's giving you the ball or trying to get the ball to you. You're going to keep making them runs. Yeah. Because yeah. you know you're going to get it, or there's a chance of you getting it. You're not going to get too down hard and constantly making a run and never getting the ball because someone's yeah. taking too many touches out of it and holding on to it too long. Do you know? Because yeah. with Johnny's runs, last man, playing off the shoulder. It has to be quick ball to him. Yeah. It's, it's a waste of time otherwise. It's a waste of time otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? On the Bulls game. On the Bulls game. Um, I, I, I read a, an interview today with... Um, um, what should we call him? Ward. Kibuki. No. Hugh Ward. Uh, Terry. Oh, Ross Terry today. Oh, um, yes, he was talking about... Um, about Georgie Kelly. Yeah. And um, he was saying how he really enjoys playing with Georgie Kelly up front and that um, Georgie is a great man for taking the ball in and laying her off, bringing him, he's a great relationship mm. and you know he can play off him and he brings the midfielders into play. And I just think that we're probably be missing a centre forward like Georgie Kelly. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's seen Georgie Kelly being as good as he has been this season. No. But I'm not saying Georgie Kelly per se that we should have signed or, could, you know, I'm talking no. about that type Something of player that yeah that would give us a different option and particularly in games like the other night against Finn Harps I think a player like that would have been ideal for us especially in those conditions um, I think it just would have probably given us a different option especially against a physical team like um, Finn Harps like some of the balls that were going into Johnny Kenny uh, you know it's difficult as a young lad to, mm. to, to step up and and be that focal point um, and I just think that, like I watched Waterford again Waterford as well on Saturday 
Um, and I didn't see the whole game, but I seen well, Greg, Greg, Halford. Greg Halford was up front for Watford. Yeah. Now, Greg Halford, as we all know, is a defender or a defensive midfielder. He played up front and he was he was practically unplayable. He was absolutely brilliant. But what was he doing? Every ball that came into him, took it down, laid it off, spun, got into the box. Like a wise good, old head. Yeah, a wise old head and a good player can play anywhere, I think. Yeah. You know what, though? I, I think... Like Johnny's not bad at that. No, no, uh, it's not Chris, you know. No, no, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that. I'm, I'm saying I don't think the other night, I think, I thought Romeo actually did well. Yeah, yeah first half, especially. Good, yeah. good on the ball, like I thought. But I think him on the 10, it kind of, you know, himself and Johnny are nearly picking up the same positions. He's just five yards ahead of them. They're, yeah. nearly they're, they're not connecting, they're not connecting, they're not the same wave, I think. No, no, and they're, they're trying to put into the same space. Like, it, yeah. when Greg has the ball, in fairness to Romeo, Johnny wants to show for it yeah. to get it in. Romeo is showing for five yards ahead of him. Yeah. Mm. Nearly the same space. He's kind of blocking each other. You know what I mean? Romeo tend to take yeah. probably more touches on the ball than Johnny would in that situation. They're not complimenting each other at all. If John Mann is fit, no. if John Mann is fit on Sunday, what about um, Buckley moving into midfield? No. I think you kill. I think you kill an awful lot of our play when you do that. Yeah. I think. I think. First of all, don't lose the game. Yeah, that'll be. That's a if, we, if we get out of there with an nil, I'd be happy days. So get your strongest back for you can. Obviously, we won't have McCourt, but you know, try and get the the rest of them. Might put Banks back right back there. Is McCourt back in training? Yeah, yeah. Back training. He's he's just a week or so away. I think just a okay. game too early. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's very positive. Yeah. Um. Oh, look. If Donnan is Donnan, well, I think Donnan was on the bench the night. Like obviously he was yeah. out for a few weeks. I think that's one to look at. I, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Maybe put Banks back and put Don, stick Don in the left back. Give us better balance. Give us yeah. better balance down and put the freeze on out. Left the top. Jordan. Because he protects right. Donlin defensively as well. Yeah. And, and allows Donlin for that overlap. Yeah, like John gives it into him, he can go on the overlap then because the freeze will protect us and you won't get caught up. Well, you, there's always a chance you will get caught, but like. Could it be a case where you put Gibson out right instead of maybe bring with Donald in as the 10 but let him drop a little bit deeper? Yeah, yeah. Into because, nearly a flat three in the middle. Yeah, there'd be no, it probably don't harm right because just the run that we're on. Was and and leave, Kenny, leave Kenny up top. Keep it tight, yeah. Because you see what Kenny done to Cornwall there. Run him ragged. That's what we're going to need, run him ragged. Like we're going to be, obviously, I would imagine we'd be sitting a bit deeper. We'd be looking to play in the break. So I think Johnny probably has to start up top for just them balls, like yeah. relieving pressure. get. Get out of it. From what I've seen, not from McDonald playing with us and such, because we haven't got that much of him, but watching him online and stuff, he has a pass in him as well. Yeah, so yeah. he does, yeah, yeah. he does. I mean, so I, it's another. He's actually a lovely strike of the ball. Yeah. Great technique, like. Yeah. Keeping that he, free he, kick he, at the end of the Harps game, like. He's some, of the corners, some of the corners he took uh, at the end of the Harps game as well, or the second half of the Harps yeah. game. Nice, nice, like, well, you can see yeah, he's good technique in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of, I, he's the guy I want to see most of. I want to see. I kind of get the measure of him, like, you know, see what, yeah. what's he about. Because his, his cameo so far, I think it'd be very positive, even going back to the, the second game against uh, uh, the Icelandic team, you know. And he looks like he's got he's he's got something to prove, like, you know. And mm -hmm. he obviously does have something to prove. He's come back to England, yeah. like, you know. And, 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 like, he wants to get into the team. He's not going to sit on the bench. He wants to play, like, so he has to, he has to perform when you get the chance. And, like, I wouldn't count out Jamie Kyo neither have him. Shamey's a lot to offer too, I think. Absolutely, yeah. and a lot to prove as well. Yeah, he needs he needs probably a bit, bit more minutes as well on the pitch because he, he as well has been positive when we've seen him on. Yeah. So, and I think Shamey playing, if Shamey, I, I don't know what like, McDonald's like getting into the box, but Shamey will make runs into the box, like he'd want to get into the box, and that's something we don't have. 
is no, it is. It's something things. we're lacking, yeah. We're, yeah. But we're really lacking that, like. Oh yeah, so it's just us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jamie, what offer you that if you were playing in 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 the midfield of two, or even if you stuck him in a ten or whatever, he would he would do that. It's actually one I, I know we're on balls and going right back to Harps again, but. Just when you were mentioning about runners into the box, there was one of those opportunities where the ball breaks for Kenny and he, th- he takes a snapshot where Jordan, Jordan is there. Yeah. You know, unless, yeah. unless Johnny Kenny's Kevin De Bruyne is not pulling off that pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, there was two, I think there was two of those occasions. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's a very... Well, I, I was saying, why isn't he square under it? And my father was sitting beside me, but he's, 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 he's thinking about the conditions as well. That yeah, ball has to slip anywhere. Like, you know? no, when you watch him back, there's no way, like, genuinely, you'd want to be chavvy or someone to be that. To pull but, the ball back. Yeah. It's not happening, but it's just interesting when you're on about runners and so Gibson's the only man arriving. There's yeah. nobody yeah. else arriving. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, whereas you could have another two arriving and it becomes a, yeah, a totally different situation. Yeah. Yeah. But not even in that instance, John. Like that's that's we'd say that's a slip from a heart player at that stage. So, so that's just an opportunist for the ring and it's probably but even at times when we have all the ball and we're up around that area and it goes wide, no one is making the effort to get into yeah. the box. Do you know what I mean? And and we need more like it. Unless you see you're Kevin De Bruyne and you're out wide and you're picking out a pinpoint cross, it's lady luck after that. Like, yeah. if the more people you have in the box, the more chance you have of something dropping. But even, do you know what, if someone makes the run into the box, they don't even have to touch the ball. If they no. even pull a centre half, yeah. Yeah. if they even just pull them slightly to one side, yeah. you've just created that little bit of space yeah. to create that bit of magic. Co- just, Coventry City were playing uh, on Sunday. Uh, they were playing Nottingham Forest. And um, in the 96th minute of the game, like that too, the ball was put into the box, but there was about three or four Coventry players in the box, and they were all swiping at the ball, and they were missing it, and there was one or two deflections, but they were in the box, and the percentages is that one of them is going to get a strike. Yeah. The keeper's got four people to worry about instead of yeah. one person to worry about. And that's, that, that's what happened. They scored in the 96th minute. Um, but like, they took a chance, they got into the box. You create uncertainty amongst the players. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, making, we're making it too easy. Like, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, 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 well, that's it. if Walters are widening because of the box and they only have Johnny Kenny to mark, like, it becomes easy. That, like that, 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 my, my greatest criticism over the last number of games is that we have been too, we've been too easy to play against. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you know, for half the fewer, for half the other night, they didn't have a huge amount to defend. Like you know, and they were all they were man on man. You know, and as we were saying. There's nobody breaking the lines, there's nobody rushing from midfield, it's just so bloody easy. Yeah. But that, that kind of concerns me though too, because we're here saying, well, let's not lose the game. So, are we going to commit players forward? Mm. Yeah, but you don't, like, no, but you don't need to, you, you don't need to mix go, it up. you got to mix it up. Yeah, you don't need to go and more. I would, it's just... You don't need to go more. but what I'm saying is, even when we have, like against Harris tonight, night, when we have all the possession in their half, Yeah. And and the ball goes out wide. There's no one trying to get in the box. Even that's not to be disputed. Yeah. I agree with you 100. percent well, We've said it a few times as well that we're not getting players no. into the box. There's nobody breaking from midfield to get in. But and you said it, Magoo. Is the manager? Is that the instruction coming from the manager that we don't push too far forward and keep your shape and things like that? It so seems, that's where I. But be. it seems to me that the, it seems to me that the manager is saying, play, play, play the game. That we're supposed to play in a slow, not a slow, but in a methodical manner, and mm. that's it. Whereas what I'd like to see is, you know, take a ten-minute or fifteen-minute section of the game if it's at all, and go fucking hell for leather for t- ten minutes or whatever it might be. Just mix it up uh, uh, instead of it's constantly the same thing, and we're never really, 
making the opposition think too hard. We never hard. create panic. Yeah. We never create panic. Until, until it's 10 minutes to go against yeah. Hearts in the Piss and Rain. Or we're about to go to Europe and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll push a few yeah. players up. Well, like, you know? That second half of the European game when, when Shamey came on. Or, or the court he game. He did get into the box a few, ga- a few yeah. times. He, he was willing yeah. to get into the box. Even a few of Jordan at number 10. He didn't want to get into the box. He wants to hang at the edge of the box. Yeah. yeah. For coming out. You so don't see him bursting into the box and get on the end to hate something. No. Yeah. Like no. even Walter on the other side. Walter on the other side won't come in to head something in. Yeah. Ryan will. Yeah. Ryan will let he'll get in on the back post. And he's he done it before he done it yeah. 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 last season. Yeah. But you know, it's something that's been a huge frustration for me watching on is is there's no interchanging between the front three. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I can't And that's I can't understand. The season we were twelve in the pilot, yeah. it's gonna be this. Yeah. Because you see, you've seen yeah. you've seen now Walter can play out on the right. You've seen Jordan play on the left, and you've seen them all playing at the 10. And even if Ryan plays, Ryan can play on the right or left or the 10. Romeo can play left, right, centre, or, or, or up Johnny's top. Johnny's even played on the right. Johnny's played on the So they can all interchange. And yeah. if you interchange throughout the game, not every 10 minutes swap over, but even if you swap three times throughout the game, yeah. you've created an awful lot of panic within the back four you're playing. Because they don't know who's coming but, or But also, you can make decisions in game and say, well, actually. Gibson's got to measure this fullback yeah. on the right side. Whereas if he ne- if he never switches, if he never switches, you never know. You know. Well, Cork done it. Cork done it to us. And they scored immediately. Yeah. Uh, McGlade swapped over, and we we lost. We didn't know what was going yeah. on. Yeah. It's just it's a simple thing, but it can make an awful difference. Yeah. yeah. It just gives them something to think about. Like, yeah. Can't just you know they didn't pass the pitch. Take Jesus Christ, that was some game. Yeah. Off again. But they don't want to walk out the pitch, man. That was a handy enough, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, even the other night against Harris, we played in Teeth and Boyd's hands. Like, we never won- we got at him once one on one, and he's a horrific defender one on one. And we proved it. Gibson dances by him one time, gets the ball into the box, and we nearly score. And we didn't do it after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to say as well that we'll resurrect our uh, beer scorecards for the Bulls game as well, something that uh, we haven't done for the last number of weeks. Um, so we'll get that up and running as well, so keep an eye out for uh, Twitter uh, on Saturday, I guess, or maybe on Friday evening we'll get it, the ball rolling and we'll give away another case of the White Hag uh, beer. So, um, anything else on uh, going forward before we finish up? Just to remind you as well, I suppose, while it's in my head, uh, to get your gold and gold tickets from the Dublin Supporters Club ahead of the Bulls game. And oh, will there be, will there, there will be very few people in Dillingham Park on Sunday, will there? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what their restrictions are. A day, a day, a day. I think they're still at 200. Yes, I, yeah. I think I've seen on Twitter that they're yeah, at 200. Jesus. So there'll be nobody at it. There'll be no rovers. No, no, no. Unless there's some other heads around Dublin. Maybe so it'll all be online. It'll all be online. Three yeah. for a fiver. So get your tickets from uh, Gary and the Dublin Supporters uh, Club. You can get them. Find them on Twitter. Or um, if you bought them before off Gary, you get them on, on WhatsApp. And uh, anything else? That's no. it. It's been an uh, absolute, absolute pleasure to it's see emotional. you. It's been emotional. Thanks yeah. for hosting us. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Coming to you live from uh, the end of the garden. Uh, spilling bottles of wine and... Light from the place. shade. Yeah. But, um, right, okay, so here's to... Um, here's to some maybe fresh faces yeah, on Sunday and um, to resilient, rejuvenated rovers as we turn the corner. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers, lads. See you, Magoo. Cheers, Connor. See you, Jerry. Thank you, Connor. Donor, thank you. Thanks a million.